Good afternoon all, Steve Parisi here with IBC Global. Hope your day is off to a fantastic start. Today we have one of our seasoned agents here. You've been here for a while now, Brandon Pagobo. Pagobo, sorry my friend, how you doing? <laughs> good, how you doing today, Steve? Good, good, thank you. How is life a mile and a half down the road? Uh, yeah, I mean, mile and a half down the road, it's been a, been a little <laughs> bit crazy, but good crazy, so yeah. All right, right on, right on. And, and I, just for everyone listening, like the mile and a half down the road just has to do with our, our office locations. Um, we've got a different location and Brandon managed the fort there. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. Much appreciated. So today what I wanted to talk about with you um, is a good topic that a lot of people ask questions on. I know a lot of your clients and prospects frequently ask about this, which is really call it policy flexibility. Um, and to be specific, when I say flexibility in respect to people making payments, how they can adjust their payments up and down, but then also taking money from the policy, taking loans, how much can I borrow? When can I borrow? All of those little details that are very important, which I think you're you have great attention to detail where you touch on those items. This way, people have awareness. So there's no, oh, I didn't know that after they start a policy, which, you know, was never a good feeling. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Those are good points that you brought out. Oh, man. So um, <laughs> I actually have been getting a lot of questions on that. So I think the biggest misconception that the public has is, how much am I committed to paying with a cash value life insurance policy versus what are my abilities with this cash value life insurance policy? For example, I was working with one individual who wanted to have the ability to put, I believe it was $10,000 into the policy per year. They received the illustrations and everything, but they kind of misunderstood in that they felt that it was going to be a huge financial burden on them. They said, well, if I'm going to get hit with a $10,000 premium per year, I don't know how I can swing that. I have children, I have car payments, I have a mortgage. Uh, what is that? $833 like, uh, per month. That's what I need to come up with. Like, I think that's too much of a stretch for me, Brandon. I'm glad he actually had brought that up because it let me clear this big misconception up. Um, even though you may have a, a $10,000 MEC limit or IRS limits uh, limit on how much you can put into the policy per year, it doesn't mean that you're committed to a $10,000 bill. So I went on to explain to him, you know, just take 10% more or less of that total contribution, which is about a thousand bucks per year. Yeah. That's what you're actually committed to paying, $1,000 per year. You can split that payment up into monthly uh, payments, semi-annually, uh, semi-annual payments, uh, quarterly payments. Um, but that $1,000 is really pretty much all that you're committed to paying with the policy. Everything else, close to the $9,000, that can be put into your policy at your leisure and your discretion. So after I told him that, he literally had like a sigh of relief, like, Oh, wow. I don't need to come up with 833 bucks per month. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> Just cut $1,000 into 12. And that's how much you would be committed to paying. So, you know, that's a, that's a great thing to, and I'm glad you brought that up actually, Steve, because uh, I'm sure a lot of listeners have that same question too. 
all the time. And, and, you know, I think a big reason why I used to think that and the reason why is it is an insurance policy. So when you think of life insurance, like term life insurance, a basic whole life insurance policy, auto insurance, homeowners insurance, whatever, typically how that works is you have a premium. It is what it is. Wherever it's set, you pay it. And if something bad happens or you need to file an insurance claim, then that's where the insurance benefit is paid out. And where this is so much different is most people we work with say, okay, I get the life insurance aspect, but I'm interested in that cash value. And I'm interested in it being a safe, liquid, tax-free area to position money that I can access, all the good stuff we talk about frequently. But then the flexibility piece, like on that cash value aspect, you have a premium that you committed to, but in that particular case you mentioned, I might want to be able to pay up to 10K, but don't bill me for it because then I feel like it's a burden. I don't want to do it. <laughs> I can commit to a thousand bucks and it was per year. You can even break that up over 12 months and then at your discretion, you just plow more money into the product. So the flexibility is nice. Um, and you get a lot of people like that case in particular or other cases that you'll explain that and then they'll see different companies where you have to now take it another step further because you can add funds at leisure with some companies. Like you can just log on to my portal on my mobile app and dump money in. And then some companies I can't. I have to wait one time per year. Do you get into that sometimes? Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. So we like to run Well, I like to run different options for the individual. Um, you know, typically one company that we work with is very, very flexible in terms of PUA contributions. Um, maybe another one might be a little bit more stringent, but they both have their strong points. So let's compare these two and uh, uh, let me hear your thoughts uh, on it, you know, for the client. And then we can determine which company is best for you, which product may work for you. Um, and that's really the, the beauty of the whole, you know, yeah. thing right there. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for mentioning that. You know, I, I like that. And I mean, we do strive to do that as a company, but the way you explain that, if I'm a, a buyer working with you, a buyer, a consumer, and I'm taking a policy out with you, you just took out all of the, the pressure or ideas I had as far as, hey, here's the company that he's trying to sell me or that they're recommending. It's more or less, here's the options. Here's the pros and cons to different companies, some being more flexible than others, but then you've got a loan rate that's higher or lower with another where if you're presenting that to me in the fashion you just described, here's the different options and products, like I can just pick the one that I'm most comfortable with once that information is presented. And now it's like, it's easy. I don't feel like, ah, I've got to pick this. Uh, do I have to ask more questions to try and dig up more information? You're like, ah, here you go, bro. <laughs> here's how it works. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I mean, even when I go through um, illustrations with the individual, um, I, I like... I liken it to like popping the hood on nice. a car and we're going to look at how everything works. It's not just the, yeah, the car or the vehicle, the financial vehicle is very beautiful, but I want to see what's under the hood. I want to see the inner workings. So when we go through the illustrations, we talk about the policy design, the actual mechanisms, how everything works. If you pull one lever over here, something else changes over here. The reasons why certain riders are added onto the policy as well, everything. Um, that way, uh, both you, the consumer, and myself, 
uh, know the inner workings of how this policy is supposed to be working, and then we can, you know, make the most informed decision. Gotcha. Gotcha. So let's hit on the, the payment flexibility a little bit, because this can often really refine someone's decision-making process. So if you were to sum it up, so if I'm looking to work with you and I'm going to pay in 10,000 per year, and it can be, it's the same thing if I'm paying 100,000 per year, and it's all relative if the ratios are set up properly. If I'm looking at Mass Mutual or Guardian, for example, what would some of the differences be? Say I'm looking at the 100,000 per year. I say, Brandon, I'm looking at 100K per year. That's what I'm interested in paying in. But uh, I don't know how to put this. I don't want to get a bill for 100 grand every year. Like, how does that actually work? I, I get the fact that my premium, the minimum is $10,000. Um, the rest is going toward PUAs. That's good. But like, what are my actual options in respect to flexibility? Because I kind of get it. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, the two different companies that you mentioned, they're great companies. Um, Guardian and Mass Mutual. Great returns to their policyholders, historical record of always, you know, um, paying out uh, to the clients as well. Um, the big thing that I do like to look at right off the bat is the flexibility of everything. And, and that really comes with the conversation, the initial conversation that I have with the client. So Guardian is cool in that they allow you to commit to the minimum base premium and term rider, which is probably around about 10,000 bucks per year okay. for a $100,000 MAC limit. Mm -hmm. So as long as you pay the base premium and their term rider, you can just add that additional you know, uh, PUAs into the policy whenever you want, about $90,000 without underwriting. You can dump that money into the policy in one big lump sum, or you can just trickle money into the policy at your leisure. That's how Guardian works. Mass Mutual, on the other hand, a little bit more stringent um, in that if you had a $100,000 MEC limit, they would uh, prefer if you put $100,000 into the policy one time per year on your policy anniversary date. So you can see right off the bat that these two companies offer very uh, differing rules about their POA flexibility, um, yeah. you know, what they allow. So yeah. uh, that's how I would present it. I mean, we can look at the dividends, yeah. of course. That's very important as well. We can look, the, look at the, their guaranteed rates as well. Um, how long they've been uh, operating as a company also. Um, but POA flexibility is really like huge. Huge, uh, I think. Yeah, it takes the boring bill out of the equation and turns it really into a, a flexible savings asset at the end of the day, especially for the in individuals interested in the cash value. That that was a good explanation, Guardian, where you can just commit to the minimum, add a discretion, and then Mass Mutual, you can you've got the one time per year payment, you can adjust it each year on your anniversary date, but that's where you want awareness. Um, and for anyone listening that really wants details, you can add funds to a mass mutual policy at leisure, but Brandon did mention something with Guardian, you could do it at leisure without underwriting. <laughs> Whereas with mass, if you want to throw it in any time, that's where there are ways you can do it in a very, very limited manner, but typically they're going to come in and say, hey, we want some type of underwriting if you want to do that. Um, so it's just awareness more than anything else, I think. Oh yeah, both great companies again. Yeah. Just 
you need to be aware of their limitations. Yeah. Yeah. And then pick the one that you like. Um, so let's transition into taking money out. So in respect to making payments, having awareness in different companies and products is important. But then if I'm that same individual and I say, okay, if I dump in $10,000 and I've got cash value of call it 10,000, just to make it simple, when can I actually access that? Yep. So the quick answer would be immediately. The more detailed answer would be 10 days after you have contributed that money into your policy, uh, 10 to 15 days to be safe too. That's when you can request that money out in the form of a loan. So when we're filming this today, it's October the 6th. Let's say I <laughs> put $10,000 into my policy. Uh, when is the earliest that I can request that money out as a loan? So it'd be October 16th. Um, when will I receive that in my bank account? Well, three to five business days later. So that really is the detailed answer. Um, quick answer, immediate. Yeah, immediate. Detail, 10 to 15 days. Yeah, within the first, I mean, you can do it in the first policy year too. Um, and I just wanted to mention that because I know before the call you mentioned where you run into this, and I think everyone does, just where we read somewhere or hear that we cannot access money in the first year because loans are not permitted or in the first so many years, where it, it really comes down to a company's contract language and when it states here's exactly when you can access the money. And you'll see with most carriers, especially the larger ones, it'll state in there loans are permissible in the first year. Mm -hmm. Yeah, actually, you know, uh, I'm a practitioner of infinite banking as well. I have uh, cash value life insurance policies and I, I do that myself. I add money into the policy, 10 days later, I request it out <laughs> and yeah. I receive it about three to five business days later in my bank account. So, um, you know, that really helps out too, that I have seen with my own eyes from my own experience that that's how quick you can actually get that money. I mean, it's very liquid to me. Yeah, yeah, extremely liquid. Um, do you have a lot of people that will borrow from their policies, but not always borrow, leverage them with those collateral loans? Yeah, yeah, we do. We do. I actually have quite a bit of individuals who do that. I mean, it is a awesome strategy. Um, yeah. You know, that we, we made a couple of videos available to the public too about that. Um, so I definitely would yeah. encourage everybody to take a look at those videos because it is a it's an yeah. eye opener on how you can leverage that cash value. Yeah, it's a nice option. I mean, basically, you're you're using it as a line of credit instead instead of borrowing directly from your policy, going to a bank, getting a line of credit, often at a lower interest rate. And if you're using it for business. You, you do need to work with a CPA on this because we're not tax advisor, advisors. So this is not tax advice. Um, but if it is for business, typically we've seen people successfully deduct the loan interest because it is technically a loan from a bank. So that that's really nice where I've got money in a policy growing tax-free and then I can deduct the loan interest from leveraging the tax-free asset. It's like, yeah, sign me up, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Definitely. It's a very good option, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so we've got the when question. If we stay on loans, one other thing that I would would ask if I'm a consumer is how much can I take a loan against my policy? If I've got 10 grand in cash value, what's the maximum I can take out? Mm -hmm. Again, quick answer, about 90% of whatever you have in cash value. So I also get the follow-up 
question, like how many loans can I take out in one year? Like, can I just take out one per year or can I take out like 10 per year? Yeah. As long as you have the money in cash value, you're able to request that out. And again, 90% of what you have in cash value. Yeah. Gotcha. No, it's a great way to explain that, especially on the point of how many loans I can take out. There's there's no limit because really it functions like a line of credit. As you take a loan, it's just going to add to that loan balance and then interest will begin to accrue daily at simple interest on whatever that balance is. Um, and then 90% is that's a great way to set expectations because some, some companies it might be a little bit higher. But the 90%, I, I do like stating that too, because if you can get a bit more, then I'm happy. But if I have <laughs> if I have a term rider on it and I'm restricted to 90 or 92, like and someone told me 95, that's where that's where I can be a little upset naturally. Like that stuff happens. Not that I would be, but you know what I mean. Oh yeah, yeah. definitely. <laughs> yeah. Understood. Expectations. No, this has been fantastic. Thanks for, for sharing your knowledge. Anything else that you want to mention just from uh, interaction with individuals, questions that come up? Um, no, no. I, I always look forward to uh, speaking with everybody. Um, I really enjoy speaking with individuals from like the different parts of the country as well. Because, yeah. I mean, you may have seen in some of the other podcasts, I've lived in many different states as well. So it's always great to reconnect. And I you know, if yeah. I speak with somebody from Texas, oh, it kind of like brings up that little part in my life when uh, when I used to live in Texas or California or yeah. New York. Mm -hmm. um, so I look forward to speaking with as many people as possible. Yeah, yeah, likewise. And that's, in, correct me if I'm wrong, when you're in California, um, your background when you started out there, it was in the medical field, correct? Was it it was. Yeah. yeah. And then in Texas, it was more so real estate. It, it was, yep. And gotcha. uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. You summarized it all. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Gotcha. Got it. Well, no, thanks so much for your time. If anyone would like to reach out uh, directly to Brandon, we've got his contact info below. Feel free to reach out anytime. And Brandon, thanks so much for your time. Appreciate all right. it. All right. Thank you. Bye. Thanks. Enjoy.